fuck's happening? Oh, oh man. shit, man. Oh, man, I shot Marvin in the face. Why the fuck you do that? Well, I didn't mean to do it. It was an accident. Oh, man, I see some crazy-ass shit in my time, but this is... This, this, this. Welcome everybody, this is Room Tone, the show that takes filmmaking's community to your ears. We are broadcasting here at UBC, we're going to dive into our guests after the soundtrack. Ciao a tutti, this is Room Tone, the show that takes filmmaking's community to your ears. Ruggero here behind this microphone, joined by two very special guests. Uh, at UBC here broadcasting from Mancity Maschium Land on CITR Radio 11.9 FM. We go live every Wednesday and here we go talking about movies. This is the show of the filmmakers and that's why we have two filmmakers in the studio with us. That was uh, Pan's Labyrinth that you heard right there. Uh, beautiful, uh, fascinating movie by Del Toro. Chosen, soundtrack chosen by our guests uh, because it reconnects to the thematics of the project that the two fellas here are working on. So it's with pleasure that I present to you guys listening on the, on the other side of this microphone, director Javier Porragas and producer Bradley Charik. Right on, guys. Hello. How is it going? Very good, thank you. Thank you for having us. Good afternoon. Right on, right on. Okay, here we go. Uh, so you guys are working on the project La Catrina, is that right? That's right, correct. And you guys chose the soundtrack Pan's Labyrinth. We did. How does it all reconnect? Um, I don't know. I guess uh, when I wrote the, the story La Catrina with a co-writer, uh, Emerson Hill, when I, um, we got inspired a lot from Guillermo del Toro for his films, mostly with uh, the connection between monster and child. And I feel this soundtrack really gets the feeling of like a Trina will be. And at the end of it, it's a great movie. It's always been one of my favorite movies. And Guillermo del Toro is one of my biggest inspirations. It's Mexican, I'm from Mexico. And it's always great seeing like people, filmmakers from my country, like standing up. And this film like really caught me. And well, it inspired me. So that's why we chose the soundtrack. Right on. Any words from you, Brady? Yeah, I was going to say, when you initially pitched the project to me, the immediate feeling I got was Del Toro. So, here we go. Right on. Just a little reminder, speak as close to the microphone as you guys oh, can. Yeah, There's no sure. invisible wall over here. <laughs> uh, we just got to make sure that we deliver the message on the other side. So, I want to ask you first things first. Why filmmaking? Do you want to go first? Great question. Why <laughs> filmmaking? Well, I like I personally really like telling stories. I um, 
got accepted into VFS so we both graduated in the same class and I honestly have never done anything that feels as fulfilling I mean I'm only 20 but you know (laughs) yeah I don't know kind of like I think we like all filmmakers kind of get this question a lot Mm -hmm. um filmmaking I don't know I just fell in love with movies Mm -hmm. since I was little Uh, I started with animations uh Peter Pan to be precise yeah Captain Hook begin big inspiration for me my hero um i don't know as well as brad i think i love telling uh, stories and yeah i honestly my mom my parents asked me this question like if you couldn't do film what would you do and i don't think i could do anything else <laughs> honestly i, I feel I think the same way that's I the good sign you guys are film. in the right way yeah. that's a mm-hmm. good sign mm-hmm. right there um so like katrina short guys the short film that reconnects to the thematic we actually are approaching uh, the day of the death in mexico yes tomorrow yeah. november 2nd so for the people out there who uh, are not really familiar with the with the festival javier why don't you tell us a little bit what, what happens in mexico <laughs> so it's a uh, put me on the spot I don't want to say something dumb and people in Mexico judge me <laughs> <laughs> um, well today of this a celebration that we have um, it's kind of like to remember and celebrate our deceased like by relatives and friends um, it's a really colorful celebration um, we decorate it we make these offerings altars and we normally put um, stuff that the relative or the friend really liked but we also put a lot of like bread and we put sugar skulls and a lot of our uh, marigold flowers that in Spanish is called Sempasuchil. But it, it technically just that. It's uh, remembering and uh, celebrating our death. Mm-hmm. Of course. Celebration, eh? Celebration. It brings people together just like movies. And remembering, yeah. So, uh, is that what took you in the first place in the, in the, in the mindset of La Catrina? Not at all. Um, I never, never thought about doing a film um, related to the Day of the Dead. Of course, it's a beautiful... Um, Celebration is so colorful, and I love adding color in my film. So, mm-hmm. but um, it was first because um, a good friend of mine, also from Mexico, Daniel Takahashi, great makeup artist, one of the yeah, best I know, really great. talented guy. Um, he one day showed me a makeup he did of like Katrina, and you know, normally in Halloween, girls like to dress like Katrina, and you know, the typical makeup is just like <laughs> I, don't, I don't know the words for like makeup stuff but you know the paint and Mm -hmm. like you know just like colorful like face paint and he made a really cool makeup like with prosthetics Uh, it kind of looked like a skeleton but still with a little bit of skin it looked really terrifying but really cool at the same time really original and I asked Daniel if I could write a story about it because it really inspired me to write something about it it originally was uh, supposed to be a horror but then later on we discovered like it's it's not a horror. It's something else. Something more. Something more. Mm-hmm. Something different. Yeah. Of course. So, where, what is the direction? Where are you guys going? What are you guys uh, trying to deliver with this story? Um, it's about the it's about growing up, coming of age, and the understanding of death. Hmm. Death. 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 Hey. Yep. So, if I, I, I'm gonna dive head dive right into it, what is death for you guys? <laughs> death. Um, I guess the loss of someone or something that was important to you. Maybe not necessarily important, but just the loss of something and the grief that comes afterwards. Mm, so death basically brings has some element of grief of grief for you, oh, Bradley. Oh, totally, yeah. Right on. Is, do you agree? Uh, yeah, I Captain? totally agree. Like, I've, I've lost relatives, of course, not super close ones, but like. I totally, I get, like, the grief part. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, also death. It's kind of, yeah, like, the loss of life. But uh, it's mostly like the loss of life, I think, in the physical world. Because mm-hmm. nobody really is death if you, like, you know, remember them. 
That's kind of like the tagline for like a Trina. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like we'll go into it later if you want. Yeah, let's go into it right now. What is oh. it? Let it out, man. Um, well, the tagline the tagline is um, the dead are not dead until they're forgotten. Mm-hmm. Is there a person specifically that uh, you link uh, this idea to in your life? Not really, to be honest. Uh, I haven't. I, of course, I lost my grandma, which mm-hmm. I really loved. Um, maybe her, but um, I was not thinking. Um, a lot into that uh, it was just more about the the story and the idea of like Katrina and all that but of course I, it, I every time I write something I like to add a little bit about uh, my life my life and what I've experienced right most of my characters are based on people that I know Okay, so La Catrina is a short film basically inspired and everything started after the makeup Yes. of your, yeah. of your fellow friends. So uh, it goes back to the idea that makeup truly tells a story. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And uh, sometimes it's crucial, and we see it in movies like uh, Guillermo del Toro's movie and Pan's Labyrinth. Oh, yeah, for sure, yeah. How do you plan to apply and u- utilize makeup, actually, to deliver the message when it comes to a story that is so colorful and, and reaches, one needs to reach so deep? Well... This makeup is really terrifying, which I like. It's really scary. Yeah, you really need to see it to experience the full, like, like even uh, when he said, ma- like, the makeup inspired the story, I was kind of like, that's interesting because, like, you wouldn't necessarily think that something so, like, we just brush off makeup. It's like an everyday thing that some people do, you know? Uh, and then when I, when I saw Daniel's makeup, I was beyond impressed mm-hmm. um, it's just yeah it's just a story uh, a story element that can truly change and, and, and completely revolutionize actually the way of communicating through the screen yeah exactly like I think we totally take that for granted sometimes as filmmakers yeah. you know um, but yeah that's very true eh? that's a, uh, almost mm-hmm. like a celebratory uh, moment for all makeup artists out oh, yeah. there eh? <laughs> yeah no, so, sometimes no we take it for granted yeah. um, but I want to I want to ask you in the past your past experiences actually you individually speaking mm-hmm. uh, what is the type of uh, direction you guys are coming from what is the direction you guys are coming from when it comes to filmmaking not necessarily actually the arts as well filmmaking yeah so uh Right out of high school, um, I love doing, like, uh, making videos, like, little YouTube things, or, uh, you know, how, like... <laughs> yeah, 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 the YouTube, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but um, totally just, I loved editing, I loved, like, just playing with cameras, and I went, like, right into film school, and... Uh, so it was direct, right? Just right straight to filmmaking. Right in, at 17, moved all the way from Alberta <laughs> to BC, <laughs> uh-huh. um, and just got right into it, and just fell in love. Javi, did you tap any into uh, um, any other arts? Yeah, like um, what? Sorry, did you tap in, into any other arts, or you went straight into filmmaking? Well, as well, I knew that I wanted. Well, not really. Like I used to love, love uh, to, to dress up like uh, with costumes. Oh. I loved pirates when I was young, and I, with my friends, I used to live in Costa Rica before oh. living in Mexico, and I had a group of friends, and we always just you know that I don't know the playtime play day. We used to dress up like parrots and have so much fun and make up our stories. And we never could have, uh, like, captured it to remember it. So that's when I started I My dad gave me this little video camera, I remember. And we started filming them. And then, I don't know, it just take, took off from there. Okay, right on. Right on. So you guys straight into filmmaking. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What is the one special thing about filmmaking that keeps you attached to the art? Oh, my. Um, for me, I... Totally just being able to tell the story and see something that so many people put so much work into just come to life and just 
I'm like uh, even projects I've worked on in the like in past at VFS like I'm just like wow I can't believe that we made that like I made that it's kind of like so <laughs> surprising like, yourself surprising yeah. yourself yeah uh-huh. exactly for sure yeah the entire process of like it's like seeing a baby grow right like you start oh like God. with an idea and then you start like writing it and then your like your words turn into actors and into having meetings to how we're gonna do this and more mm-hmm. people could get involved so it's not only it's not anymore why one person's like project right yeah it becomes like a family kind of thing. It's such a collaborative effort, and that's what I love about it, is I don't have to do everything by myself, first of all, but also that everyone has an important piece that they can add to this huge puzzle that you're making, and it's just beautiful. You know? Of course, everybody's standing up to create something bigger than themselves. Yeah, yeah. And that's what yeah. human beings have always like been att- attracted by. You know, Look at pyramids as well. That's how they were built. Yeah. Everybody working together for something bigger mm-hmm. than themselves. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Uh, okay, we're going to take a little break over here. We're actually going to dive into the soundtrack of uh, Pan's Labyrinth here at Room Tone. We're going to catch up in a second. Enjoy El Libro de Sangre. Ciao a tutti, this is Room Tone, the show that takes filmmaking community to your ears. And here we are with Javier Porragas and Bradley Chernick uh, talking about La Catrina. What is La Catrina, guys? It's a short uh, film that uh, these two guys are working on right here. Very excited to talk about mm-hmm. yeah. because we are approaching yep. the day of the death, actually. We are definitely approaching that day in Mexico, celebration of death. Uh, and uh, through that, we actually reconnect to the thematic of the episode, which is growing up. 
the movie La Catrina talks about that and Pan's Labyrinth also touches that theme uh, through discovering the meaning of death. So I want to ask you guys, is there actually a moment uh, throughout your life in which you experienced on your skin and you virtually recognized your growth? So you said, okay, I'm growing up. Is there specifically a moment in your life or was it more of a smooth transition throughout? How did it feel for you guys? Yeah, no, um, for me, uh, when I was about five years old, uh, my mom actually passed away. Um, so that was totally, um, you know, like a punch in the throat. Uh, and uh, I had to, you know... Uh, yeah, uh, for sure, yeah. yeah. Deal with that. But um, no, that's for me, yeah. That that was probably the... Um yeah, a uh, strong, uh, uh, strong hit for for you, and probably that that pushed you to grow up. And, yeah, and yeah, and usually we manage to build our identity um, from how we actually react to pain. Exactly. Um, but and when it comes to you, Javi, was it more of a smooth transition or? Um, not really. Well, it was. I've always considered myself well. I was already all the time a kid, like mm-hmm. kind of like immature. I think when when it hit me of growing up. Uh, there was a time when I was uh, in the third uh, third grade, not in third grade, um, ninth grade, sorry. There you go. I'm trying to put mm-hmm. the terms in English. Uh, my health wasn't very good. Um, I got uh, put in the hospital for a long time, and I, this is a kidney and you know, articulations, and I developed an allergic reaction to the sun. And, you know, I had to take a lot of pills and I don't know. I don't want to really go into it. Not because I, mm-hmm. I feel sad. It's just because I feel this is, you know. Sure. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I had to, like, grow up, you know, take pills every day. You need to go to doctors. And I'm, I'm still sick, you know. Like, no, I'm, I'm fine, you know. But, like, it's kind of... So it's 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 both of you actually experienced a, a moment, a specific moment in your lives that that yeah. pushed you over the fence. Yeah, for and, sure. Uh, probably that's also why you guys are coming together to probably explore the thematic exactly, together, yeah. and that's where spirit, filmmaking becomes a little bit more spiritual. Yeah, and everybody comes together to explore thematics that are very close to each other, and that's why teams actually build up in this way mm-hmm. to explore and learn the most that we can while we're here, in, surrounded by these four dimensions, and yeah. and appreciate whatever comes on the way and do the best with what we have play the best cards that we have for sure right on guys so the theme the thematic of growing up um, is going to be explored in La Catrina is there a specific way you want to do this who are the characters in the story Mm. yes Um, La Catrina is a a mute character so basically there's this girl it's going to be about this girl that um, her mom passed away Mm -hmm. and she doesn't know how to deal with you know, death, you know, she's still very young. She doesn't get it quite yet. And like a Trina is going to be kind of like a tool to help her out and make her understand the tagline, the tagline technically, uh, the dead are the, the dead are not dead really until they're forgotten. You know, you got to remember them if you, they will always be with you if you don't forget about them. Mm-hmm. You keep them with you. So, and uh, so basically there is the story, the main character is this young girl. Manuela, yeah. Manuela, mm-hmm. Manuela. And then uh, is there is it going to be uh, revolving all around Manuela? Uh, w- w- Not really. What is the dynamic of the um, short? It's going to be, re- yes, mostly about Manuela. Yeah. But it's also going to be um, about, the, Manuela lives with her grandmother, Pilar. And it's also going to be about her, you know, like she lost a daughter. Mm-hmm. So of course it's hard for her, but she needs to seem strong for Manuela. So... We do touch uh, Pilar's uh, moments, but it's more about Manuela. 
remember it's a short sure is we can't really go too deep into all the characters mm -hmm. but of course later on we will, if everything goes well and we would like to make a feature oh a feature oh, yeah. film out yeah. of uh, la catrina mm -hmm. so this works like a little bit like a proof of concept exactly we we, we just film on a proof of concept that oh it's uh, like it, it was supposed to be a, a teaser a teaser yeah um, but when we got to you know editing suite and everything um uh, we realized it was too long for even a trailer yeah <laughs> so we just kind of like decided that it was going to be kind of like a proof of concept it's like um short it's a shorter version of a sh the short film, yeah exactly basically. <laughs> yeah but um no i'm really impressed and um you know speaking of day of the dead and um the sh teaser trailer proof of concept um we will be releasing it tomorrow on our facebook page exactly it's gonna be released at 12th in vancouver and it's two p.m in mexico oh look at this precision eh yeah. not bad at all eh yeah right on yeah Right on. So we're going to get to how people can reach a little bit later in the episode. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, so basically, this is a little bit of a ladder. You guys are climbing from uh, a little bit smaller steps and then hopefully getting to run by the end of the, of the project. Well, that's the plan. Seems, to be, seems very interesting to me that uh, the thematic that is so spiritually connected actually helps you to grow up in the filmmaking uh, aspect. Uh, yeah, oh, your for sure. Yeah. Mind. I did not realize that, but yeah, it makes total, total sense. It's very beautiful. Yeah. That's when the arts actually wow. uh, get to touch <laughs> people uh, pretty viscerally, you know? Mm -hmm. It's pretty fascinating right there. Well, then talking about big steps, where do you guys see yourselves in 10 years? Whew. Well, I, um, I know I still want to be, you know, making stuff. Yeah. As long as I'm creating, I think I'll be happy, you know? I don't know about you, but... Oh, yeah, you know, for sure it's the same thing. Yeah. Like, 10 years, I don't want to say, like, I don't know. I don't, con I, don't, I don't consider myself yet a director, I guess. I'm an aspiring director. Exactly, I'm the same way. I wish in 10 years I can be, I hope so, I can be a director mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. and keep doing this, you know, man? Like, keep doing films, keep writing, keep, uh, keep telling stories to the world, you know? So you guys aspire uh, film directors specifically, right? Uh, well... Me, yeah, yeah. Director. Film, di film director, always around the the, the environment of filmmaking. Because I'm, I'm wondering, because there is so much technology just uh, revolutionizing our everyday oh, life yeah, right now totally. through video games, animation. So I'm just wondering if if you guys have a slight inclination towards any other sort of entertainment, even theater. I mean, yeah, theater is just it's been always interesting. I did a little bit of theater when I was young, you know, school oh, plays, nice. but um, always interesting. Always play, always playing the the most weird, interesting character. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I really like VR, virtual mm -hmm. reality. Mm. Mostly, uh, Alejandro Gonzalez Iñárritu oh, yeah. uh, did a VR film project, uh, and I'm I'm interested, and in, uh, I would like to see how that develop develops later in the future in the film like yeah, era. Yeah, I'm wondering if it is it, is it gonna stick or is it just a yeah, fad, yeah right? totally. I I have no idea, but I'm excited to uh, you know figure out what this where this is leading. Have you had any experience with VR before? Just playing like once, like uh, yeah. maybe like somebody like showed it to me, and, like played, but it's pretty cool, but not actually developing anything. On right? It, you, know? like, you guys think it's not there yet? Not for me. Like I, I don't, I don't see myself now on it. Like okay, I, yeah. I feel that I'm, I'm still in the first steps. Like, like just graduated film school. Sure. Right? So uh, a year ago, so 
just got in the steps of like getting to know film how it actually works mm -hmm. besides from what school tells you right and mm -hmm. what you see mm -hmm. as an outsider it gets very interesting over there because you know the essence of filmmaking is actually to tell you where to look yeah but vr you choose where to look so there is yeah. a, a big uh, omelette omelette flipping situation right yeah, there you yeah, know everything yeah. is flipping totally yeah. pretty radically um so i believe it's actually going to eradicate and evolve as a separate art form you yeah know? It, that totally especially because total inyaritu had his own experience uh, take place in an actual studio in an actual place with sand and uh, and a whole yeah, environment yeah. connected That's to it so it's almost trying to fool the senses around the experience mm -hmm. oh uh, yeah uh, do you think we will ever be able to get there to fool our senses a hundred percent Eventually, yeah. yeah I, I mean, so. yeah. You guys watch Rick and Morty, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should not start speaking about okay. Rick and Morty because <laughs> uh, this is gonna be Fair forever. Enough. Fair enough. I agree. Yeah, but uh, so you, you guys believe it's gonna be is gonna happen to us humans? Maybe not like in the near future, but definitely down the road. Yeah. <laughs> maybe yeah. maybe by the time I'm about to die, you know, like on my mm. deathbed, that's when you know I'll be able to fool my senses like that episode of Black Mirror. Mm. I feel it's going to be very hard eh, to fool our senses 100%, you know, like basically mm. everything that we experienced, you know, it's all based on the assumptions that, that we developed throughout time, throughout the, 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 all the thousands of years through evolution. So I think it's going to be hard to actually trick our senses just that mm -hmm. easily, you know, it's probably never going to be able to do it. I don't know. It's, it's a big question mark. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm excited to figure, figure this out, though, find out, like, to I, see. Yeah, I personally haven't seen what Enyaritu did. I'm, I want to see it. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's Inya interesting. Nyarito had a very specific uh, targeted experience. Basically, right. only one person uh, uh, at a time mm. inside the room with mm -hmm. a VR. Oh, you, you did see it? Uh, I didn't see I didn't experience I read about it, okay. but I'm looking mm -hmm. forward to experiencing yeah, it. Yeah, it yeah. sounds very interesting. Yeah, I know um, for sure. And then there are other experiences that uh, play a lot with the multimedia and, and you know, mm -hmm. uh, theater as well. There is this show in, uh, they, they started in New York mm -hmm. and then they went and they traveled all over the world because of the request. It's called Fuerza Bruta. So basically Fuerza Bruta, they, they end up doing uh, amazing tricks uh, all around you. They actually you they become from? part of the show. They actually are from Argentina. Mm, okay. And uh, mm. I actually encourage everybody to check it out, Fuerza Bruta. If you have the chance, go check that out because it's a full-on experience. Probably put it in the link of the podcast. That could be a great mm -hmm. move. I will definitely mm -hmm. make a move like that it's super interesting and uh, we'll take you on a, on a on a different level we'll really expand the boundaries of what you think it's theater oh yeah and then uh, theater has been there since since forever basically yeah. so right. it's it's interesting to revisit that with the technology that mm -hmm. we have around us right on so we're gonna take a little break over here with some ads and uh, we're gonna flow right back into your minds after the break mm -hmm. this was room tone we explore the minds of filmmakers over here um, enjoy the break catch up in a second
Ciao, everybody. Welcome back. Room Tone here. We talk movies because we love it. Woo! That's right. <laughs> we have uh, uh, Javier Paragas over here and Bradley Chernick Hello. talking about their projects, La Catrina. Uh, as we are approaching the day of death, we're perfectly uh, in time with the thematic. Uh, La Catrina Short is actually talking about Manuela, right? Um, yeah. Basically, it's, it's a story about growing up. And I want to give you guys the chance to actually pitch this story. Mm-hmm. Um, if anybody of you uh, wants to pitch this story, we have a one minute uh, time frame over here to pitch uh, La Catrina out there to whoever out there has no idea what it's all about or how they can actually um, get to explore the world through Manuela's eyes. Um, Javi, you want to give it a shot? Yeah, for sure. Um, well, first of all, it's named La Catrina. We're going to get that clock going in three, <laughs> oh, two, oh, one. No, yeah, 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 we're going for it. I'm telling you, we're <laughs> going for it. There all we right. go. The pressure's on. Oh, I can't even. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, first of all, La Catrina, like what is La Catrina? La Catrina is a, it's a skeleton with a big fancy European kind of hat um, it's very it's like very known for like uh, the day of the dead it's kind of like the image people I don't know like to put a lot of photos of her um, so this story is about Manuela a 10 year old girl that lost her mom uh, one year ago and the story takes place on the the day of the dead which it also take, it also hits on one year anniversary of her mom's death and Manuela is basically just hate doesn't like this celebration she thinks it makes no sense. Nothing's going to bring her mom back or the people they love. So basically, like, Katrina appears to her and makes her understand without, like, as a mute person that uh, the dead are not dead until they're forgotten. Katrina's going to try to make uh, Manuela understand that her mom will never be gone, like, really gone, if she remembers her. And the clock is done over here. Oh, right on, guys. Right fast, on. Good huh? timing Good right there. That okay, really okay, like, okay. That may not pass super fast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost right like on, time. right on. Yeah, I know. Brady, it might be your time now. Whatever project you want to pitch, okay. it's your time. We're going to get okay. that clock going. Are you ready? Are you ready for it? I guess so. Yeah, ready? let's do this. Yeah, we're going for it. <laughs> okay. Um, right. So I'm going to pitch a totally different project called Pretty Hurts. Um, this also is a project I'm currently working on. We released the teaser yesterday. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's about uh, b- basically it's um, how feminism is seen and port- portrayed in film and TV and media and all that. And usually uh, or we, we just want to exaggerate feminism. Uh, we want to exaggerate and kind of like make fu- poke fun at it while also being like uh, bringing back um, you know, being able to look back and, you know, ah, the pressure's on. Uh, <laughs> so basically, uh, we have these two women who uh, just start out eating lunch and then just get pettier and pettier until basically someone uh, stabs the other in the eye. I won't say much more. It's just a small short, but um, you can find it. Just search Pretty Hurts on Facebook and uh, you can see your teaser. Right on. And the minute is over. Oh, Perfect wow. timing. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. yeah. Hey, that minute yeah, is, is, is the wow. minute for sure. Right on. So uh, basically, you guys have a couple of things going on over here, um, but sometimes multilaterality is the secret. Mm-hmm, Approaching mm-hmm. the same uh, goal or the same dream from oh, many different Totally. Angles, you know. I always feel like I'm not doing anything unless I'm doing 20 things at once. Yeah, you know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Do you think sometimes you get overwhelmed with that? Yeah, all the time. Okay. Yep. But do you need to feel overwhelmed to actually get in the flow and work? Maybe. I guess it's yeah. a good motivator. Yeah. You know? I, uh, yeah. I kind of feel the same thing with me. Uh, like when I'm as a director, like once we are done, like uh, you know, with shooting it, 
and we're in, in post-production and we finish editing you know we're doing the final tweaks mm -hmm. I feel like bueno like uh, I don't have a lot to do because I'm an independent director I'm not a Hollywood director you don't get to do like have another 10 oh, yeah, projects no. right mm -hmm. so as a director when that happens I try to like be re very careful with that because you don't want to uh, uh, micromanage people oh, right? no, no, so huh? I always I'm like um, I text like the colorist and like how's it going yeah. send me stills oh, yeah. and they're like no I'm not done like yeah, stop yeah. like yeah. stop bothering me Yeah, you totally same thing that. with sound it's like how's sound going how's sound going yeah. I just feel I'm not the same as you Brad Harvey like, you don't text people you call them uh, 20 I, times <laughs> well, that's the thing I hate texting when yeah. it's about work because yeah. I feel that people take too long to answer mm. I know that I, I kind of being a little selfish maybe because they, they might be doing something else mm -hmm. but yeah I call yeah. I like calling I feel communication has actually uh, been uh, really going on the opposite direction uh, lately through texts mm. and messages mm. and yeah. then all the whatsapp oh did that person read it or not ah yeah. that that is ruining communication yeah, yeah. 100% like the overthinking right the oh, overthinking yeah. and yeah. Oh, overthinking is, is destroying society right now Definitely. if you look at the talking about death actually if you look at the rates mm. of, of death 30 percent of deaths and people who die in 2017 it's because of a heart attack it's basically before because of cardiopathy oh. so the heart basically stops and in chinese medicine it's basically the, oh. the emotional flow that goes through the heart you know uh, it's it's it basically represent the emotional flow and if we don't respect that emotional flow if we don't yeah. let out what we feel inside yeah. nature sees you as a doesn't see you as an energy transmitter anymore and says okay man get the hell out of here and then <laughs> uh, yeah and stops the heart it's yeah, wow. it's crucial to let your uh, emotion flow crucial crucial that's you're gonna true. get stuck into your your own brain not even mind just brain yeah. and that's it no that's so true oh man this pitch went so fast I think <laughs> I, I feel like I forgot to say so much stuff oh no I feel I, I didn't even say like it what is it like they like how, like, don't overthink it, man. No. You're overthinking <laughs> it. Don't overthink it. Look at that. Oh, my God. Okay, we're overthinking. Guys, I want to take you somewhere else right now. I want to mm. take you to the Proust questionnaire. Proust oh, my God. Yeah, are you ready? So, Proust, French novelist, he wrote down 35 questions, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. believing that those would help identify <laughs> someone's true uh, beliefs and personality. Okay. So, I'm going to pick five of those random. Are you ready okay. for that? No. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Right on. First question, talking about death. If you were to die and come back as a person or a thing. Oh, my God. Actually, what would it be? Go for it, man. Yeah, Go yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah, it's yeah. hot. It's hot okay. on the table. Go for it. This is this is so weird but ever since i was a child i don't i don't know why but uh i've always wanted to be a washing machine <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah oh my wow. god that's, that's so random i have no idea why but i just i always used to like love just staring and watching the washing machine just like do its thing and like watch it go in circles i was a weird so child interesting but, yeah. can i give you a suggestion if you want to feel like a washing machine go skydiving man oh you got it okay. <laughs> go try it once once i get over my fear of heights yeah. <laughs> oh, right on right on right on well fears are there to overcome them how about you javi I don't know. I don't know. Um, if I, as a person or a thing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I would like, as an animal maybe, I would like to be a crocodile. Ooh. Whoa. Interesting. Pretty cool. It's a pretty cool Look animal. Look at that crocodile move. I didn't <laughs> see that coming at all. Sneaky. Yeah. Is that, do you consider that like your, your spirit animal? Oh, yeah. Right on. Right. What is that about the crocodile that, that captures you? So I much? don't know. I've, um, you know what? I think it was because... My favorite like character from history has always no history sent <laughs> to me from like uh, you know cartoons and whatever has always been Captain Hook. Mm. Oh, he, he was like okay. my hero, mm -hmm. and it's kind of weird because you know Captain Hooks are, are like enemy besides Peter Pan is like the the, the crocodile. Mm -hmm. So I think mm -hmm. it was because of that. I don't know. I've yeah. always loved crocodiles. Like yeah. I've had nightmares of eating crocodile. That's oh. my nightmares. So. Oh wow! Like oh, I wow. love them. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, wow. I, get, I I will. 
says my spirit animal, yeah. Interesting. I didn't see that coming at no, all. Not wow. at all. <laughs> wow, not bad at all. Okay, flipping the page, second question of the Proust questionnaire. What is your most treasured possession? I will have to say that it will forever and always be my phone. <laughs> I know we oh. were just talking about how, you know, communication is destroying us all and we're all going to die. But I honestly, like, if I don't have this thing on me, like, I don't know. I, I, can't, I don't think I'd be able to function. And I think most people yeah, are like that yeah, as yeah. well, which it's a terrible <laughs> thing. I do not necessarily agree with it. But for now, I'm just going to sit here. with. Wow. Hey, uh, well, attached. we are becoming more and more dependent to mobile phones. Oh, right? it's cr- just mobile devices like yeah. laptops, Internet, all that. And with with uh, Google Maps as well. I mean, mm. like so many people cannot actually move around without Google That's Maps. That's true. I didn't know how to get here. Like, uh, <laughs> like <laughs> orienteering. For that, yeah. orienteering gets very, pretty funky with, uh, if you don't know what you're, what you're doing, you know, around. Yeah. Do you agree with that, Javi? Yeah, totally. Oh, really? 100%? Yeah. Is that your most treasured procession? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, I actually don't know. I, mean, I was thinking hey, man, right talk, now. The microphone, the microphone. Oh, the sorry, microphone sorry. loves you. Don't, even, don't forget that. I um, actually don't know. I was thinking about it. I don't, I don't think I have a most like, like beloved or like possession. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Like I have a lot of things that I like, but... Don't you have like a pet snake? Oh, yeah, but, you know, I have oh, other... Pets. Okay. No, no, like, I love my pet, but uh, my most valuable, like, something... Right. I don't yeah. know. I would like to... I, I would have to think more about it, to be honest. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I mean, uh, life is here for that. Figuring out our mm-hmm. strengths and weaknesses and uh, trying to mix them all together. Why not? Turn mm-hmm. your weakness into the strength. That's mm-hmm. the trick right there. Mm-hmm. Okay, question number three. What is your most marked characteristic? Oh, I had one for you earlier. No, 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 no. That's, that's the oh, thing. You guys yeah. have to tell your own. That's oh, the thing. <laughs> My most marked characteristic. I guess it would have to be my my red ginger hair. <laughs> okay. Yeah. A hundred points for that right there. Thank okay. you. Thank you. No, All right. On. Um, at me, Archie from Riverdale. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that that's definitely the thing that stands out most about me. I don't know about you, Javi. I don't know. Um. I like what Brad said. Mm. I don't know. I would think I, th- I feel like I have very big cheeks, so I would say <laughs> maybe that. But I'm always, um, I think, wearing black hats. I'm always wearing like a black hat uh-huh. all yeah, the time. Very direct. Is there something? Yeah. Is, there, <laughs> yeah. is there something connected to that black hat? No, it, makes, <laughs> I just it looks like it. really good. Though. Oh, like, thank you, thank you. All right on. Okay, I just, okay. I just like. You know, I, I I think I let my hair grow so much that I like to like mm. I don't like to touch mm-hmm. put a, a lot of stuff into it anymore. Okay. So I just like put a hat. Right on, let's get the hat going. All right, next question of the Proust questionnaire: What is that you most dislike? What, what is it? What is it? Oh, the th- like a thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something? Whatever, whatever, whatever. Uh, Jesus, I- ignorance. No, not Jesus. Um, oh, <laughs> ignorance. <laughs> ignorance. Holy moly! Wow. Wow. So what is ignorance actually? We gotta talk about that. Like, you know, I feel like sometimes people confuse a lot the, like being stupid mm. and being ignorant. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to talk about like a lot about Trump, but like I was just talking mm-hmm. with my mother about mm-hmm. this. Like, you know, like some people may say like, yeah, he's really stupid. I don't like, yeah, well, but he's mostly ignorant, and the people mm-hmm. that follow him, mm-hmm. I don't know. They just like, and it's not only about Trump and all that, but I don't know. Just ignorant what, what does make a person ignorant to you? Uh, it's like not knowing what they what they the microphone. not knowing what they want to say like what they really say mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like it's like uh, hating something because they don't know it or they don't mm-hmm. understand mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. so or, it's almost like unwilling to explore knowledge yeah yeah basically no I was gonna say it's uh, when they just they they follow like someone else's like 
opinions yeah, or, you know, yeah, like, like footsteps. Yeah. Kind yeah, of yeah, 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 yeah. So just basically, blindly, it's, yeah. it's, it's Blind, just yeah. blindly, because nice, yeah. sometimes that goes back to faith in a way, mm-hmm. huh? So very true. It's very delicate uh, to define someone ignorant because, you know, it's points of view again. Someone might define you an ignorant even mm-hmm. if you don't mm-hmm. define yourself an ignorant. So it's it's very, very, very uh, delicate balances over here. But that might be a topic for another time because we're going to jump to the fifth question of the okay. Proust questionnaire. And of course, connecting to the thematic, how would you like to die? Ooh, how would it like to die? I really want to be like murdered or something. Oh. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I just yeah. want it to be like just intense and just fast and just like like dramatic. I don't what know. What about the pain? I, you don't care. I'll do it. I'll do it for the the drama. I'll do it for, for the, the drama. Yeah. yeah. You want to create that drama around you, huh? Yeah. Well, I don't, not necessarily because I want to be like you know famous, but like um, <laughs> just just like just something so like um, like un- unreal, mm-hmm. like something that's like. Did that actually happen? Like, did he fall? Like, did a piano fall on his head? Like, I don't know. <laughs> is it is it, is it is it for the experience or something? Like, no, it just 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 I don't know. I'm gonna die anyways. I might as well make it a thing. Make it happen in the yeah. right way. Right on. Sure. How about you, Javi? I don't know how I would like to die exactly, but I know that when I die, or before, I I want to know that I'm dying. You know, mm. I don't want to like die in my sleep. Like, mm. Yeah. Yeah, that. Yeah, can I we guess. swear in this thing? Uh, not necessarily. Okay, I was just gonna express. <laughs> oh, right on. Okay, okay, okay. Slow no. down, slow down. Food um, on the clash. No hurry. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, probably. Uh, I wouldn't. I would not like to, uh, to die in a hospital for sure. Yeah, that mm. would be pretty sad. Um, for uh, I don't know. Um, but I would like to know that I'm dying when I'm dying. It's like yeah, I would like to say yeah, this probably it. Yeah. Okay, oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, you know, like, it's yeah. it's interesting because they actually uh, they're working on a on a theory that that basically goes, um, you still experience after you die. They they believe mm. that your experience is not over the moment you die, but it still goes on. Right. And if you think about it as a as a uh, as energy flowing yeah. inside of you, you know, mm-hmm. where is that perception stand? Is it in our senses, or maybe has a home somewhere else? But probably yeah. it's 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 mainly through our five senses. But our our, our five senses is that it is it just through these four dimensions and and that's it or maybe death actually triggers in and I honestly, I haven't. I don't know. Yeah. I, I guess uh, we can go find out though. Hold yeah. On. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. maybe, maybe. Let, let's finish the show first. Okay. And then okay, we'll okay figure okay, it out. Okay. okay. Right on. Right on. I have a bonus question actually. Oh, no. uh, this is not proof. This is a this is a cheese question right a here for you. Question. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right on. For people out there, they don't know. Ruggiero went to school with us. Yeah. And <laughs> his cheese word was very known in the, <laughs> in the hallways of Vancouver Film School. Yes. Yes. Cheese is cheese, guys. Can be whatever you want to make it. You, you can knew, cook it. You knew he was coming. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Get ready. Get ready. Okay. Uh, so, uh, my question is: uh, Before dying, is there one thing you would rather do instead of anything else? Just it, would it, is there that? What is that one thing that you would do before? Like before I die? Before yeah, before mm. saying bye to the four dimensions. Mm. Mm. I guess just probably like say goodbye or like just tell my loved ones I love them. You know, mm-hmm. I think that would, like that's pretty much like the minimum I would want to do. Mm-hmm. I would like to. Uh, have visited every country in the mm. world for oh, sure. Wow. Interesting. I don't know. My mom has always told me like this: the way, the best way to spend money is by traveling. That's and mm-hmm. I totally like agree. And mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel that I'm still missing a bunch of countries. I want to know to get to get to know other like cultures more and like visit their like the countries. So definitely, I would like to at least say I know every single corner of this like of the world that I live in. Wow, you better start right now, man, because it's gonna take a while. I know, and that's I the know. beauty of it. That's the beauty of yeah. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. right on, guys. So uh, we're wrapping up the episode. I want to ask you first: How can people reach you? 
Right. Well, they can um, text Brad and they can call me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. No. Um, just search uh, La Katrina on Facebook. Is it La Katrina or La Katrina movie? Uh, I think either will work. Yeah, you'll, okay. you'll you'll notice it. it's the only Katrina short film I, I believe on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, watch out tomorrow, November what day? November second. Tw- second, yeah. We will be releasing the teaser at 12 p.m. Uh, Vancouver time and 2 p.m. Mexico time. And I yeah, I guess they they can reach us there. And I guess all our emails are there. All, yeah, all our there, contact yeah. info. Right on. Or, on the Facebook, Facebook page. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, to wrap it up, your advice to filmmakers out there. Uh, don't stop. Just yeah. keep doing it. It'll get hard. It'll get expensive. But yeah. it'll be... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we know about that. Uh, but just keep going just push through don't just don't don't stop just because you feel like you can't do do something no. you can't do it you no. can't achieve your goals Javi? pretty similar what I was I actually want to quote um, oh. Guillermo del Toro mm-hmm. go figure um, yeah you know I think we all filmmakers we get a lot of no's all the time like no 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 and like mm-hmm. and it can't be done and it can't be done and I, I believe it will that uh, it can be done and just like have faith and like uh, have faith on your project and your vision and just go on you know like it can be done mm-hmm. it's cold but Mr. Guillermo Toro be done. Mm-hmm. right on um, well you cannot stop if you don't stop yourself no one is gonna stop you that's for sure that's true you are your own limit woo mm-hmm. perfect mm-hmm. right on give me that motivational <laughs> cheese right uh, in front of this beautiful day with the sun wow uh, out there smiling at us in the winter how lucky yeah. we are over oh, here yeah. in Vancouver it's not winter just, yet just, okay uh, calm down transition time transition okay. time just right on called right fall just a few um, more days okay like okay this, everybody yeah. so this was Room Tone here we love movies talk movies because we love it mm-hmm. uh, we, th- we had Javier uh, Porragas director of La Catrina and producer uh, Bradley Chernick right here um, you can reach us at listen to roomtone at gmail.com that's our email uh, I'm Ruggiero uh, feel free to reach me out if you want to come here on air and talk about your projects and uh, spread your love for the craft right on I'm going to leave you actually with the music uh, of uh, Pan's Labyrinth the soundtrack by Javier Navarrete uh, he composed the music of Pan's Labyrinth. Uh, for the rest, I wish you a beautiful afternoon in the in the shiny Vancouver. Uh, happy life, everybody. Enjoy. Mm.